I have my really fast. I love that Emily called Agamir Aggie when she was like, hey, Aggie, I thought we were friends when he was like piecing. And I thought that was so cute. And I want that to be a thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me tonight, I have... Justin. Hello. Jordan. Hey. Nicole. What's up, fools? And... Emily. Hello. (laughs) We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We play Dungeons & Dragons. We have a good time. I always say we have a good time, but last week we, we didn't really have a great time. To remind us of the time that we did have, <laughs> the Village Idiot usually does that recap, and last week's Village Idiot was uh, Safina, played by Justin. So Justin, what, what happened last week? Um, I guess it's a good thing. I literally just listened to it. <laughs> so... In the previous episode, we were faced with a moral conundrum about how to individually and as a group kind of dealing with Ulrich. At the beginning of the last episode, Nate had us all say what we were going to do at the same time, and we did, and it was confusing until he asked us individually. Which is very weird. And... Uh, who went first? It was... No, Scar was first. Scar surrendered. Then Jordan surrendered. Then I surrendered. Then Drew tried to kill somebody. <laughs> As per usual. As per usual. She attack. She attack. <laughs> so we got into combat and then... Agamir and I kind of casually ran away, followed by Scar knocking out Drew after she cast Inflict Wounds and some crazy other spell on a an unsuspecting mantle. So she knocked her out. We got put into a holding cell. Then Ulrich brought Scar to his office and she was trying to explain everything and he wasn't having it. Because he was very no-nonsense. But he told her basically all the laws she was breaking. And she was like, oh, okay, well. Aw, shucks. Yeah. And then she got brought back to the holding cell. And I started crying. And... In, like, real life? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I started crying because she couldn't get me out of the situation. And I thought I was going to be taken back to my family. And... Drew thought she was going to get taken to get experimented on. Mm-hmm. As soon as everyone saw me, quote unquote, gently sobbing, Drew kicked into action and tried to get the guard to let her go to the bathroom so she can try and kill him and we could escape. I tried to bribe the same guard with my sapphire. Didn't work, which made me the village idiot. 
the other people got taken out of the holding cells and then we got approached by Tasvik Duvet about helping him. Who's Tasvik Duvet? He is the Consul of Fellows, the big head honcho guy. The highest elected official of Fellows, yes. A member of the Chamber of Twelve. And he said he needs your help, our help. So that's where we left off. Sweet. So now I have to remember Tasvig's voice. <laughs> so standing in front of you is the Hop Goblin Golden Mantle Consul of Fellows Tasvig Duvet. And he's just said to you, I need your help. What do you say? With what? <laughs> Come again? Sure, anything. But what's going on? It's all casual, like. Very naive. Yeah, what's up? I turn to Scar and I say, I'm going to need my sapphire back, please. I reach in my pocket and give it back to her. Here you go. Justin's been waiting a week to say that, <laughs> legitimately. He's like, I, yeah, no, I gave he, my sapphire he... away. I gotta get it back. <laughs> Sitting on the couch listening to the episode earlier, he literally said that exact oh thing God. to me. I'm gonna need that I'm gonna back. Need that back. <laughs> Pause what we're doing. Give me my sapphire. Okay, uh, Drew kind of... I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to talk in third person as much. Because it's very weird. Uh, so I step back a little bit from him and I'm like need our help with what exactly yeah what she said well first things first let's go somewhere a little more comfortable and he uh, takes the keys down from the wall and opens the the holding cell and lets you all out and Drew immediately books it no. casts inflict <laughs> wounds shut up <laughs> follow me let's go talk somewhere more comfortable and he leads you to so um, creepy that's such a weird way to say that he's he's an older guy as if that's an excuse <laughs> I don't think that helps as a lady so he he leads you to a conference area in the the Mantle's checkpoint. It's not quite as far as Ulrich's office, but it's down the same hallway. And there are chairs there for each of you. I'm gonna not sit down. I'm gonna, like, stand behind my chair with my hands on it, looking alert slash suspicious slash confused. Are there exactly enough chairs for us? Yes, there are five chairs, one for the console and then four for each one for each of you. As you're walking through the checkpoint, you notice that it is completely empty as well, where before it was a a hive of activity. That's convenient. His secret service totally cleared it out for us <laughs> if it wasn't for our battle. I turn around and I'm like, "How did you how do you know who we are and that we would be here?" Well, who do you think ordered the passes to Entepa. For all of us? Okay, but... I got enough. How do you know who we are? Believe me, as a consul, I have my ways of knowing. Uh, but I thought those passes were for my boss and the other any other mantles that he was bringing on the mission. That's correct. 
So. So you didn't know it was going to be us then? Well, I became suspicious once no one came, once the pass's time had expired, and it got on an hour, so I decided to come down here myself. And I talked with Ulrich, and he said that he had detained a group of adventurers, including one of my own copper mantles. Scar, good to see you. Yeah. Said that you all had gotten into some trouble and that he was uh, processing your papers. So I I had him stop all that and, and figured that I would... You might be just the, the group that I needed to talk to. And why did you think that? That's why I need your help. There is some talk in, in fellows of um, dissension in the ranks, and I need this matter handled quietly. Dissension in the ranks of the mantles? It appears so. My mantles, me, my fellow mantles. The mantles of fellows, yes. Specifically with the golden mantles. So I, I look up at him. I, is he sitting down? Yes, he's sitting, sitting down. Is there, is there a table or something, or is it just like chairs across from each other? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a small table between you. Okay, so I put, I kind of jump up a little bit and put my arms up on the table, and, she, and I go, "Do you know who we are?" And I point to myself and Drew. I believe you are Safina Thornburn, and this. Must be Drusilla the Eladrin. Hate that. <laughs> I've seen your pictures around. Drew's like, which pictures? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you still want us on this mission? Who better to aid me but those who have evaded capture for so long? So do we get like a pardon or something from working with you? If that is what you wish for compensation, then yes. Absolutely. I'm that is within my power to grant you. In, wait, including Drusilla being an Eldrin, because you and I both know the real reason that she's wanted. The lore keepers want as much information as they can get. If you come to Fellows, he turns and looks at Drew, you would be protected from the lore keepers. I'm going to look at Drew and be like, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. How can I be 100% sure of that? What the Consul of Fellows says, those in Fellows will obey. Well, apparently not, since there's apparently dissension in the ranks. <laughs> Sorry. It's specifically with one of the Golden Mantles, and it's a suspicion. Okay. I think one of my golden mantles is conspiring against me. And because I'm a copper mantle, you think that I'm going to have the inside information? You may be able to get information where others were unable to. Okay. As you know, Perdor Ferinor was murdered four months ago. Oh, no. For backstory, you all heard about this maybe in passing. Scar would have been intimately aware of this. Perdor Ferinor was a male half-elf. He was one of the golden mantles of Fellows, and he was murdered four months ago 
three years into his tenure as Golden Mantle. And this is why there's a, a slot open in Fellows for Golden Mantle. I figured that's why, but is it was it a suspicious death? It was a suspicious death. Okay. So was this guy trying to appoint somebody to become Golden Mantle now that this guy has... Well, that's why I was running in the running for Golden Mantle was because there was a vacant opening. Oh. So uh, Tasvi continues that uh, when Perdor was murdered four months ago under suspicious circumstances, we and my staff started launching a independent investigation, let's say, into why and how he was murdered. And we seem to have narrowed it down to one of the two remaining golden mantles. So, um, I need help from outside sources to, uh, investigate those individuals and bring information back to me. Agamir chimes in and says, all right, sounds interesting. And for those of us who perhaps are not looking for a pardon, is there some kind of, what other compensation can you offer for our services? I mean, he means fiscally. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, for those so inclined, uh, monetary compensation would be provided. Monetary, that's it. Fair enough. But like how much, though? <laughs> <laughs> enough to buy a ship? <laughs> Is that Drew in character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how how much dough, but like the way she said it was dough, so it could be considered both ways, like dough as in money and like how much yeah. dough. <laughs> but like, not for real though. Why don't you ask for a shit? Yeah. <laughs> if we're asking for shit, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty happy to just not be in a holding cell at the moment, but. You were going to be released, bro. You could probably get whatever you wanted. So for helping you secure the, um, the integrity of this order, your golden mantles, would you be willing to compensate the amount of gold that needed to buy a ship perhaps? I would have to double check with my treasurers and see what they would recommend uh, for such a job. So tell me more. Tell me more. Like, does he have a car? <laughs> <laughs> what's up? What's the mission? <laughs> Saf, um, Saf gets up and she walks over to his prosthetic arm and takes out her magnifying glass and starts looking at it. She goes, this is very nice work. Um, thank you, young one. Not to be insensitive. Uh, yes, this was designed for me by uh, Dr. Twarb, also a consul. Mm -hmm. Consul of Gizmoboro, to be precise. She designed this for me um, as a, a welcoming gift to the Chamber of Twelve. Very nice. It comes in quite uh, handy. <laughs> ah. I can chimes up again. I, I ask, so how exactly? So Scar certainly would not raise a lot of suspicion as a mantle, but how do you propose that the, the rest of us uh, go about collecting this information you seek? Are there? Do you have contacts? Is there a safe house? Is there a place we'll be able to set up a, a stakeout of sorts? Well, that falls to you to figure out how you'd like to proceed. You would be arranged passage into fellows and to the golden mantles districts within the borough. And uh, the less I know about your activity, the better, but I can set you in the right direction 
for sure. Okay. Is there going to be a way that we're going to be able to contact you with our findings? That's a very good point. And he rummages around in one of the bags that he's wearing and he pulls out two small stones. They're a little smaller than a plum. And he says, these are sending stones. And with them, you just take this activator on the side and press it, speak into it, and I will receive your message and I can send it back, uh, send a message back to you once a day. I feel like I'm, I'm going to take that. Yeah, he hands it over to you, Scar. Oh, for sure. For sure, <laughs> Scar. We, the rest of us have no business holding that. <laughs> we lose it immediately. Um, now, we've talked, you've talked to everybody else about what they get in exchange for this mission. You've obviously talked to Ulrich, and you know that in the last couple of days, I've uh, engaged in some activities not befitting a mantle. And I will be, he says I will be charged with certain things. Scarlet, you don't have to worry about that. Okay. He used your whole name. He's serious. <laughs> you have been absolved of your crimes. Oh, cool. I've arranged for that. Dope. Uh, Ulrich is not pleased. However, it's not his decision to make. Fair enough. I appreciate that. Yes, for helping me, you have been absolved. And should things go well and we uncover the traitor, if there is one, I would be open to looking into a, a golden mantle ship for you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's dancing. <laughs> nice. I was like, they get ships? Oh, wait. <laughs> golden mantle ship. <laughs> Got ships on the mind. Ah, shut up. <laughs> I literally just put that together, too. <laughs> Ship, 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 ships. <laughs> just, I just perk up a ship. <laughs> you see someone ship and freaks out. What? Did someone say ship? <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. I ship it. Uh, I ship it. Someone say ship. <laughs> god, got any of them ships? He's like smashing his face. <laughs> oh my god, uh, okay. Keep going. Anyway, um... Seth gets a really excited look in her eyes and she's like do we get disguises because i think i would look super cute in a mantle's uniform <laughs> uh i think it's gonna be kind of hard to disguise you as a mantle being as your face has been on missing posters for quite a while now yeah how's that gonna work with my pardon do all the posters come down yeah what does Saf get from all this she didn't ask for anything yeah. Technically, she didn't, yeah. Yeah. Does she get to go find her grandfather? Does she get, like, special information? And uh, for you, little one, what can I what can I do for you? I would like something in particular. I would like a bag of holding. A, a, a singular bag of holding? Yeah, so I can put cricket in it, my my thunder cannon. So I can put cricket in it so that I look less suspicious carrying around a four foot gun. Jordan asked for, or Akamir asked for a ship, and you're asking for a bag of holding. I literally was just about to be like, uh, okay, little one, 
Is this your upfront request? Start small. And I want the rest of my possible reward to go to Agamir's ship. Uh, oh. Perhaps it would be best if your thunder cannon was hidden from, from view as soon as possible. And he takes one of the bags that he's got on him and hands it over to you. This should suffice for concealing cricket. And what about the fact that you've got your face on a billion posters that says you're missing? Well, I'm not going to get plastic surgery. No, but... Drew looks exasperated and looks at this person and is like, can you get her face off of those missing posters? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I'll talk with Dr. Torb and see what I can do about these posters. For the time being, may I suggest a, a hood? Works wonders. You would have to have people shorter than you to see your face, so I mean... I could get a totally super cool cloak. That'd be awesome. She says, in character. In the event that things do not go well on our mission, and one of us is compromised, or we're discovered, are you going to deny that we exist? Is there a contingency plan? (laughs) In the event that you are compromised... I will deny everything. You do not work for me. Okay. Just so we're clear. That's good to know. This is one of those like black ops mission. It's suicide squad thing. Yeah. Like you don't exist. That movie was terrible. Nathan, did you see it? No, I did not. (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) It's just, it's one of those things where like, it's like those government agencies that don't actually exist on the paper trail. Like it's, it's what's it called? Blacklist, Justin. They don't exist. Yeah. There's no government oversight. There's no, they have all the funding. Men in black. That too. Men in black. Yes. <laughs> they straight don't exist. No names and no fingerprints. Yes. Okay. So. So. So uh, we won't mess up then. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> have you met us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to go very poorly. <laughs> the pressure's on. Just to clarify. Tasvig Duvet handed me a, like, a regular bag of holding, right? Like a 200-pound bag of holding? Yeah, he he gave you a generic bag of holding. Okay. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way, what's our first step here? Well, you um, would need to choose who you'd like to investigate first. And the two people are... From what Tasvig has told you so far... He's not sure which one is he's more suspicious of. Scar knows the names of the Golden Mantles. Yeah. So Tasvig repeats them for you. Keep in mind that Scar knows the names of these people, and you all have never heard these names before. Tasvig says, ah, yes, so you would need to choose who you would like to investigate first. There is Sokoba Volnai. She uh, is a, a deep elf who came from the Veiled City and decided to settle in in Fellows. She's, she's been one of my Golden Mantles for 14 years now. And then we have uh, Kelvin Boulderdown. He's been with me for nine years. He's a human. You recognize him. He's got white hair. He's very hard to miss. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there is Sokoba and Kelvin are my two Golden Mantles. Sokoba... She is mainly in the Harbor District, close to Entepa, and Kelvin, he works in the districts that are closer to Ada's Bounty, 
typically the less reputable places within Fellows, or so I'm told. How long has he been in your employ? Kelvin has been with me for nine years. And you said 14 years. I knew. I know this, obviously, because I work with them, but I was just making sure, and you said 14 for the other one. Yeah, Sokoba has been with me for 14 years. And Perdor was murdered after three years. Did either of them put me up for mantle, golden mantle? You would not have interacted with those golden mantles. Perdor was your, would have been your, your golden mantle. Okay. But then who, that's what I'm saying. Like who would have put me up for, it would be one of my fellow coppers. Oh, this, the citizens of the district that you were, um, you represented. I'm, I'm well liked. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, I mean, we could just settle it by flipping a coin so we don't have to actually choose, like, you know, just so it's random and not, you know. Influenced. Roll a D2. Yeah. Odds are evens. <laughs> Jordan knows what I'm going for. <laughs> okay. So, I don't have a D2. <laughs> uh, just roll odds or evens. Kelvin can be odds and Sokoba will be evens. Okay. Odds or evens. 16. That is Sokoba. Okay. Okay, so Sokoba's district is the districts surrounding Intepa, including the Southern Harbor, and it stretches up to the, the Veiled City as well. If I never interacted with them because I was in a different district, mm -hmm. I'm wondering, this is out of character, I'm wondering how I'm going to insert myself into that district. Okay, I figured it out. Um, so <laughs> I know... <laughs> that escalated quickly. Back in character. So I know that you don't want to have any fingerprints on this per se, but is there any chance that you could have one of your staff or someone put a transfer in for me to go to Sokoba's district so that we can begin the investigation? I'm sure that can be arranged, yes. Okay. And then my next out of character question is if uh, I'm assuming we're probably going to either take the teleportation hub, right? To get to fellows. Where does that even go? Like, where does that let out? There is no grotty tower in fellows, but there's one in Intepa. There is also one. Yes. So there's a grotty. Yeah. There are grotty towers in Ilar's birth, Gizmoboro, Intepa, but the, you need special passes to go to Intepa, the Cloistered Peaks, the Merchant's Coast, and, or sorry, the Harbor Coast, and the Mithril Peninsula. So the closest one would probably be in Gizmoboro. And then we would, so are we traveling that way or are we going to have to find our own way back to Fellows? Well, you did say that she's in the Harbor District that's close to Intepa. So why don't we just... Yeah, but Intepa's pretty big. We would still have to travel. So why don't we just take the Grotty Tower from Illar's birth where we are to Intepa like we were going to do in the first place and then just book it from, from there. So I can arrange for a another pass to be drawn up for Intepa or you could take the Grotty Tower to Gizmoboro and get to Sokoba's district from there. She does spend a lot of her time in the harbor, the southern harbor, so it may be better to take the the pass to Intepa. 
Okay, let's do that. I'd say we should probably take a little bit of time to let everything settle with like you getting my transfer put in and you can just let us know through the stones when that's gone through so I don't just show up out of nowhere. Absolutely. Yes, we can we can make all this work. And what about housing? We need a we need a, a what do you call it? A center of command, I guess I'm gonna call it. Saf uh Saf clears her throat and speaks up a little bit and she says well, my family has kind of an apartment house-ish thing, I guess. Has an apartment house-ish thing in Antepa. Yeah, but we want to be in Fellows, not in Tepa. It's close, right? I guess. I'm talking about Fellows. Not close enough that we could travel to work. We're not commuting from Antepa to Fellows every day for work. <laughs> Until the transfer goes through, I guess. I don't know. Maybe a, 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 ta- a, a tavern on the border between the two districts that we're going to be investigating. Or... Oh, that's, yeah. Okay, we'll figure that out later. House Hunters, Ilar's birth. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Ilar's birth, fellows. Solid joke, though. Thank you, thank you. I'm a copper mantle looking for a home <laughs> by a tavern in District 3 of Fellows. And I'm a rogue looking for a ship to buy. (laughs) And I'm a necromancer. I like to live in the dungeons. (laughs) Just like make it worse. You're never going to find something that has everything you want. (laughs) Can they find a place close to the water for Agamir, but also near a graveyard for Drew? <laughs> Somewhere with easy access to commute to work every day for Scar. Oh my god. And access to Artificer's Tinker Toys for Saf. <laughs> Tinker Toys make me sound like I'm 11. <laughs> Find out on the next episode of Flipper Fellows. Ah, good job. Nice. Solid joke. D&D, it's all about improv. Thank you, HGTV. All right, ready, team? Break. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So from here, I'm going to leave you. I'm going back to Entepa. I will have passes drawn up for you once we're ready for the transfer for Scar. And I will arrange payment for you to stay in in a tavern nearby. Dope. Perfect. Yes, uh, a tavern nearby for Sokoba surveillance. Unless you'd like to stay in the Thornburn estate in Entepa, of course. No, I'm chill. No, I think it's better that we have somewhere in Fellows. (laughs) No one wants (laughs) to come over! (laughs) Excellent. Well, I'll talk to you via stone once everything is in place. But for now, I leave you. And thank you for your assistance. Truly, I mean it. Perfect. We will be in touch soon. Farewell. Goodbye, Tesmig. Okay, bye. This is awkward. <laughs> okay. So what, do we just leave? <laughs> no, he leaves. No, I mean, like, what do we do now? Do we, because we're still in, like, the jail. No, you're not. Oh. He let you out of the holding cell and he... No, we're in the conference room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but we're, like, still in, aren't we going to, like, pass all the gold, all the mantles and we're leaving and we're like, peace. Well, you didn't even let me get to it. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> Get to it. Get to it faster. I'm Tas Vig. Farewell. What are we doing now? <laughs> because you were taking 16 minutes to leave, and I figure I'd jump ahead. Sorry. Okay, rewind. Uh, so Tas Vig leaves the conference room. After a minute or two, Ulrich comes back into the conference room, and he gives you all steely glares. And he says, through gritted teeth, you all are free to go. <laughs> So we just like walk past him awkwardly. Thirsty, like walking past them. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, so good. No, when we when That's we walk so out of the room, Drew totally like flips him off. Like, bye. Oh, don't do that. Suck it. <laughs> don't give me any repercussions. Let that just be RP. Come on, Nathan. That's funny. Objectively, it is objectively funny. It happens. He has been told Thank by you. a console. Of the Chamber of Twelve, not to do anything to you all. So he's exactly. not going to do anything to you. You walk past Ulrich. He gives you that stare down. Uh, you walk past the two obsidian mantles. They also give you a stare down. And uh, but they also flips them off. As they well. let you pass. Just a sheepish grin. Saf does not read the room well, and she waves bye to all of them. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> no one waves back. Oh, sad day. I'm just lifting my head defiantly like, yeah, bitch, what? You're like, I'm going to be a golden mantle and I didn't even have to do this. <laughs> Absolutely making rude gestures. Wait till I'm your bosses. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be their bosses because this is Ilar's birth. I'd be someone's boss. Yeah, but I thought they were from my district. No, they're not. Ulrich is. Ulrich is not. He's your contact in Ilar's birth. Oh, I thought he was from my district. Anyway. You've just been visiting. Yeah. <laughs> Causing trouble. I'm, <laughs> I'm not on my home turf. I got to get I gotta get back to where I'm, where everybody knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, Justin, we definitely need to see your apartment at some point, but I feel like your family could drop in at any point if we were actually staying there. He has a point. Well, I know where it is. I've never been there myself, but I hear it's cool. You're running from your family and you want to go to your family's home? Yeah, let's break in. How do you know they're not there? I have a key. It's fine. But what if they just show up, you walnut? They're going to be like, <laughs> uh, you're just hanging out in the summer home. Yeah, all three <laughs> of us are sitting here telling you, why would we go to your family's home? Because your family could be there or go you there. You ran away from home to your family's other home. That's like such a lame, pretentious, rich white kid thing to do. And you're just like, well, break it. It's cool. I got a key. Like, They're, they're not going to leave their estate. They, uh, the apartment is there specifically for uh, my grandfather and his father visiting the university and library. And you don't stuff. think that they'll think that you're going to go there. They know you're looking for your grandfather. Yeah. And you don't think that they would send people? Or be watching the apartment? It's okay. I got you guys now. Seth is supposed to be smart. Yes, yeah, Safina's supposed to be intelligent. What the fuck are you doing? It's good that it's in the back pocket if things go south. Yeah, if things go south, we can go hang out with Safina's family who's for sure stalking that apartment. That is going <laughs> to be an awkward dinner. 
Oh my God. This is 100% like a Gaston leaves LeFou in the snow to watch out for if Belle comes home situation. That is a very narrow audience that you are appealing to right now. I don't care. That's what I thought. Like someone's watching that casing the joint. It's like a handful of people. (laughs) Any Disney fan that grew up in the 90s will understand that reference. If you don't, you're not a 90s kid because you forgot. Only 90s kids remember. (laughs) Anyway, I don't think we should should uh risk it we already decided we're not i just wanted to explain why we're not because it was stupid (laughs) but we're staying in a tavern i i was just trying to say i think it's cool that we we, if things go terribly we can use it for like a one night like hideout place yeah see me and drew are are mean as fuck and you're just like i want you to see this place (laughs) but it might not be a good idea agamir's like I'm sure your apartment's lovely, but... And then Drew and Scar are like, why the fuck would you go back there? Agamir, the nicest rogue. The nicest half-orc rogue. My second goal after the ship is a bakery. <laughs> he's, so, he's so good. Drew, the shittiest cleric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just going to say, like, I'm the dumbest soldier. I am 100% living up to uh, just being a, a big dumb jock right now. <laughs> oh, guys, we were the village idiots all along. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the name of the podcast. Ah, it's like Gilmore wait. Girls. You say the name and... <laughs> there you go. All right, let's keep going. Well, I wasn't going to say it verbatim or out loud but i have to go there anyway because i'm sure he left something there for me to find so i mean you can go there but like we can't stay there (laughs) what's the difference i agree you can go there or we can break in and like sneak around and get out because one's sneaky and one's not sneaky we gotta be sneaky but that's later we don't have to worry about that right now we'll figure it out that's for future us you leave the checkpoint back into Ilar's birth proper, for you have no ticket to take the Grotty Tower at this time. So what would you all like to do? Not go to the Belvedere, that's for sure. <laughs> it's pretty far away. <laughs> that place is awful. Well, paint us a picture. What's near? What's in the area? What's good nearby? Paint us a Yelp review. <laughs> I hate that. Are there any <laughs> restaurants nearby? I'm pretty hungry. Yes, there is a restaurant nearby. Let me tell you the name of it. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me while I pull up fantasynamegenerator.com. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sponsor us, but we wish they would. Hey, fantasy name generator people out there, if you're listening. You're great. We use you. Use us. <laughs> it's only the one. It's just Emily. Thank you, Emily. Not not my <laughs> Emily. Oh, right. I I saw that recently. It is. It's one person and her name is Emily. And she put it together <gasps> and she runs it. Hey, Emily from Fantasy Name Generator. We love we love you. We do. Thank you. Yeah, you're dope as hell. Uh, There we go. Place names. Figured it out. Tavern, restaurant. Also, Emily, if you're listening, the Orange Liar is a fantastic addition <laughs> to the name generator. Yes. 
beautiful, wonderful. I, I salute you. Love it. Okay, so you walk outside of the checkpoint and you see a restaurant across the way. It looks to be a me, you know, it, it would be uh, two gold coins on the Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, you know, it's it's middling in price, but, you know, you could walk in in your street clothes. Word. Dope. Sounds good. Casual. Okay, let's get some grub. Yeah. As you get closer, you see it's called the rare room. The rare room. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. <laughs> you can't get your stick higher than rare. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> kind of like a raw clam bar. <laughs> like <laughs> Agamir kind of just like gets a whiff of some kind of food or gruel and goes, oh, I'm starving. You guys in? Is this a sushi joint? <laughs> What's everybody's constitution? <laughs> 16. Oh, mine's not good. I'm not into sushi. What is mine? I only have a 13 plus one. Uh, it is not sushi. It's. I was just kidding because it's rare. That's yes. The rarest of rooms. There's only one. Yeah. It's, it's just one big room. <laughs> is there like rare art or rare meat hanging out on the walls? Is it like an Applebee's? On the walls? We're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. As you walk in, you see that it's pretty busy. It is well lit. It is just one big room. And you can see the uh, the chefs in the back of the room cooking over an open fire pit. It looks like they might do parties. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> hey, you're a party. <laughs> Is there a bar? That was going to be my next question. There is a bar. Or uh, as close to a bar as you can get having only one room. There's a bunch of kegs lined up against the wall. I kind of meander over to the kegs. Same. Okay. So a employee of the rare room comes up to you and says, What can I get for you? It's a very cheery half orc. <laughs> Aww. It's your people. <laughs> Actually, uh, she goes up to Agamir specifically and says, uh, what can I get for you? Good looking. Oh, you <laughs> hate it. Ah! Hate it. <laughs> love it. I love it. It's hilarious. Agamir is probably already blushing and kind of goes, uh, you find a stale. Buddy, thank you. You just call her buddy. Did you just say finest ale, buddy? I said, I muttered my lady. <laughs> oh. He was about to say m'lady, and then he said. I was going to say ma'am. I'm sorry. Jordan keeps doing things, and I keep calling him out, <laughs> making him repeat the dumb thing he said. I'm very sorry. Agamir remembers the last time Drew heard someone utter m'lady, and he's like, I don't want to get poisoned. <laughs> How about this? Can I, can I wreck on my statement? Oh. Buddy. Sure. I'll just be like, oh, um, you know, I've never been here before. Can you surprise me? Oh, I sure can. That's oh. flirting if I ever heard it. <laughs> she pulls a tankard down from the wall and goes over to one of the kegs, looks you in the eye the whole time she's pouring the draft. And <laughs> without missing a beat, doesn't spill a drop, hands it over to you and you know that shrug thing that people do with their eyes where like they raise their <laughs> both of their eyebrows? Eyebrow at the same time? 
She's and she says, uh, "It's on the house." <laughs> Seth rolls her eyes. Oh my god, she's so showing off for you. It's hilarious. I can't decide if that's hot or creepy. <laughs> and what can I get all of you? Does she does she like ask us that while looking like at us with contempt because she's only focused on Agamir? No, she seems very interested by all of you. What can I get for the rest of you? <laughs> oh Jesus! And she gives you kind of a sultry look. Uh, I I come up next to on Agamir's left and I say uh, I'll have what he's having. Oh, good choice. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Why do you guys keep saying things like this? <laughs> she pulls another tankard down and gives you the same look she just gave Agamir, but with a little bit of inquisitiveness to it this time. And as I reach for it and take it from her, I give her a little wink. <laughs> as she pulls her hand away, she gets a little bit of the ale on her finger and she goes, oh, and licks it off <laughs> and winks back at you. Oh, man. <laughs> Think of the community episode. <laughs> this is hilarious, probably. Oh my god! What can I get for? Uh, <sighs> what can I get for you now? Uh, I'm trying to think of a cute thing for her to say. Angel dust. Sorry, that's a Bob's Burgers joke. <laughs> what? That's a Bob's Burgers joke. <laughs> because my angel dust. That's a drug. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's talking to his daughter. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. I didn't mean to make us go off track. <laughs> oh, what can I get for you, my shining siren? Oh, oh she's talking I think, to uh, me? she's talking to you, Drew. Okay, Drew is completely, <laughs> absolutely not even kind of understanding what's happening. She <laughs> has been looking at a menu and it looks, without looking up, says, what's the soup of the day? <laughs> it's a, a, a fisherman's stew. <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Drew says, mm, gross. I'll have an ale and put, hands her menu to her without looking again. <laughs> she is very confused. That's it. <laughs> Get you one of the bottom barrel kegs. And pulls what uh, pulls a draft for you and says, "You sure I can't get you anything else?" She looks up and she's like, "Uh, maybe if I'm hungry later." She rests a hand on your shoulder and says, "Sure thing." She immediately Ooh. flinches and pulls back. Does Ooh. not like to be touched. <laughs> What's that? What are you doing? Put that down. <laughs> You've been underground for a while, haven't you, Drew? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening at home, Emily, Emily just like fly squatted <laughs> like around her body, like get away from me. <laughs> She's been underground for a long time. That's great. The half work turns to Saf now and says, "And what about you, my little fire?" <laughs> she kind of, she kind of squeeze a little bit, squeeze, <laughs> and then, um, can I have two fire waters, please? One for shots, one for sips. You got it. She goes to the the far corner and pours two shots of fire water from a bottle up against the the wall and brings him back and say, everything's on the house here, folks. If you uh, need anything else, make sure to ask for me. And she winks at you. Wink back. 
How is it that they are in business if this one's given things out on the house? Just wondering. <laughs> Maybe she owns it. Agamemnon just like uh, kind of just raises his glass and says, "You got it." <laughs> she winks again at Agamemnon. I feel like Nate's probably happy that we didn't ask for her name so he doesn't have to bring up the name generator again. <laughs> Please, I have it open like all session. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, are we just like all sitting at a table now? I guess. I take my shot at the bar and then table. And there was no bar. We just kind of walked up to a line of things. There are <laughs> standing tables. It looks to be a an establishment that's more casual than like a sit-down restaurant. Think uh, like a beer garden feel, but fewer seats and a lot of high tables. Okay. So, <laughs> like, are there are there crates around? Oh yeah. Oh poor Saf. <laughs> they, they do have uh, booster <laughs> stands for the the smaller folk to stand on. <laughs> All right, we go and find a. A table that's kind of separated from other p- patrons that would also have one of these boosters. Booster <laughs> seats. <laughs> it's it's not a booster seat. It is like a crate. It but it it's a booster seat. <laughs> well, you don't sit on it. Yeah, you stand on it. So I guess we're all standing around a high table, try away from as many people as we can. Like Agamir said, yeah. Like Jordan said. I never, I never re- like remember when I'm j- addressing the actual person or the character. <laughs> well, it helps. It doesn't help that I haven't given Agamir like a different voice. So, <laughs> yeah, none of us gave anyone a different voice except for Justin. Really, Justin just makes his voice a little bit more annoying. It sounds like he's shorter. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you know when you lose height and uh, pitch in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. I'm a very monotone person, so whenever I go fluctuate, that's how you know it's Safina. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So uh yeah, now we're now we're standing around this table. Yeah. All right. So I kinda turn to the group and I ask them like, Well, what do you guys think of Tazvig and the opera he made us? I mean I've I've known of him. For a very long time, being the, 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 what is it? The head, like the head of my. The console of fellows. The console of my district, but I'd never met him in person. I heard he was kind of a mysterious, but shrewd kind of guy. He's been the console for a long time, so he's obviously good at what he does. I don't know how I feel about investigating my fellow mantles, especially golden mantles at that, they are very powerful. We're going to have to be very careful. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a little, uh, a little different than I think anything we've ever done, but, and I kind of like scan around the table. I'm like, I think we've got a pretty unique skill set between all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but who wants to take bets on the, who the corrupt one is? You're like a cartoon character, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's very she's very anime style in like a in like a goofyish kind of way. Kapow, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Knowing what I know about each of the two people that we're investigating, I'm just going off of like what I'm making up in my head right now. You can uh you can roll a history if you want, and I can tell you. 
Thank God. Oh, hell yeah. I love when Nathan lets us do that. Okay, I'm rolling history. Uh, is that eight or nine? 19 plus, plus one. 20 on natural. Okay, so based on what you remember of the the golden mantles, hold on, I'm bringing up the their names again. I pull out my gigantic, comically sized notebook and I say, Sokovia Volney and Kelvin Boulderdown. Kelvin Boulderdown. So you know that Sokovia Volney, being a deep elf, naturally has a little bit of suspicion about her. She was brought on as Golden Mantle shortly after Tasvig was elected to consul. She took over for Tasvig's position as Golden Mantle because Tasvig still wears the Golden Mantle that he wore while he was the mantle for that district. So now he is consul and he has you know, kept all of that garb. So she comes from the districts that he... Used to be his jurisdiction, basically. And so she is now his right hand, so to speak. Like a protege. Yes. Kelvin, you've heard about him. He was brought in about five years after Tasvig was elected consul. And he came to Fellows shortly after an expedition to Tor. And then... He, yeah, he he was formerly a copper mantle for the Mithril Peninsula, and he became a a, a copper mantle and fellows and quickly flew through the ranks and became golden mantle. He made a name for himself pretty quickly. Perdor, who is deceased, was brought on three years ago and was generally liked by the individuals that were in his district. You know, golden mantles are generally liked. Of the three, Kelvin may have stepped on the most toes just because of his meteoric rise. However, they were all three generally liked, except for Perdor being murdered. It was a, it kind of was a big upset. It shook some stuff around and people are kind of scrambling to become the next golden mantle of the Southern District of Fellows. Including me. Including you. Although I wasn't scrambling, I was nominated. Yes, you were nominated. How are there other nominees I'm up against? Yes, uh, one of one of those nominees was Urzek Brightscale. Oh, whoops! <laughs> uh. <laughs> now I'm gonna get like blamed for his death if they ever find his melted remains. Oh shit! For like <laughs> taking out my competition, <laughs> like what the shit? That's rough. I think Tezvig is your best shot at not having any of that information discovered. Or having it buried. Oh, I might have to talk to him. Yeah, I might have to talk to him about that later. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Just so you're aware. There's one other charge I need you to help me with. Murder. <laughs> I need you to make the investigation of Urzak Brightscale go away. If you know what I mean. That's terrifying <laughs> uh, anyway make the investigation go away now speaking of like this history uh, session we're going through about the murder what do we know about that about Urzek's murder no oh, uh, Perdor's murder I was like you were there we know everything about Urzek's murder <laughs> 
about per per peridot perdor perdor meridor that's what i wrote down yep so a lot of the information that you have heard so far is rumor it's thought that you know because the golden mantles are pretty well protected it was someone close to him that committed the murder it's thought that it was poison some think that it was a magic item that was set to do the deed there are a lot of rumors that he was suicidal as well but the prevalent theory is that or at least on the streets is that perdor actually died of natural causes in his sleep unexpectedly was he found in his own home he was found in his own home okay we might have to take a trip over there to investigate Yes, and that is in the the southern district of Fellows. So with this information, uh, what's your bet as Scar? Um, like I said, I don't... This is all I know about them. I worked with per, Perador. Uh, Perador. Per, Perador. And uh, I only know what we just heard. <laughs> and... Uh, so, I mean, if, it, if I had to say, I'm a little bit biased towards my females, so I'm not going to go and blame a female. <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably the guy, Calvin, just because I... He's a guy? Not just because he's a guy, but because That's he... That's sexist. <laughs> he came, he's, he wasn't around as long. He rose through the ranks very fast stepping on a lot of toes there's got to be a reason for that all right well i'll i'll take that bet i'll bet you five gold it's the other one sakoba some say that poison is a woman's weapon and those people would be men fight fight (laughs) i slap my five gold down on the table (laughs) i i'm not i don't want to i get fine i'll take that bet all right (laughs) i don't want to all right (laughs) <laughs> I'll take <laughs> I'm also suspicious of humans and he's a human. Ah, so you're racist and sexist. I'm just being I'm just being <laughs> it. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> well I pocket I pocket the gold and say, well, cool. All right. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this mission? I feel like I'm not going to have to keep running. So that's pretty dope. <laughs> like that's really all I care about um, as far as who it is honestly Perdor sounds like a bunch of cats dressed up in Lord of the Rings characters so I don't I, I've been thinking about that for like 30 minutes and I don't really know what else we have to do <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> Perdor is the guy that was murdered, you know that. I know, and every time he says it, I'm like, it sounds like a show where it's just a bunch of kittens running around, like a small-sized Murdor. Mordor. Okay, you all are having a good time. You drink your drinks, you eat some meats from the open hearth fire, and then about an hour into your, your revelry for escaping the mantles and being on a quest... Drew, you hear a whisper in your ear. Ooh, weird. Oh, what now? (laughs) 
A whisper? What does it say? It's too low to hear. Oh. How do I know it's a whisper? You hear, like... (laughs) It's like when there's a fly that goes by you and you're like, Get (laughs) off! (laughs) (laughs) That's what she starts doing. You can tell it's in your head and it's not around you. You speak parcel Seize <laughs> <laughs> the stone. Seize <laughs> the stone. Is this a Harry Potter joke? What is What's happening? <laughs> no, it's not. But anyway, you hear that whisper, and that's where we're going to end. <laughs> We don't know that this is happening, but spooky. Yeah, you all don't know it's happening. Only Drew does. So that's this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's figure out who the village idiot is. Okay. 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 Who is it? There was a lot going on. Um, I don't think anyone did anything particularly stupid. No, uh, I think I'm going to have to be the village idiot this week for not putting you all in situations where you could be idiotic. So, because that's the whole point, right? As DM anyway. So yeah, this week's Village Idiot is none other than myself. So that means I have to do the recap next week. Listen, I didn't even roll a single D20. None of us rolled anything except for me. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope my players had fun playing and I had fun DMing. So let's get on with the, uh, the social, social media, huh? Yeah. So we have a Twitter. You can go to Twitter and type in at village idiot pod and start following us and liking things and sharing things. And yeah, that's fun. Personally, you can find me at Nicole, the nerdy. You can find me at J Roma 20. You can find me at neurotic. Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And you cannot find me on the interwebs. He's secret. Womp. Womp womp. Keep him secret. <laughs> Keep him safe. So, uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you feel so inclined, please like us a rating or review on your podcast app of choice. If it lets you do that, it really helps us out and gets other uh, listeners to see. So... We appreciate your feedback as well. We want to do everything that we can to make this show better for you. So yeah, ratings and reviews. It'd be great. Please. And thank you. No, wait, wait. (laughs) We started uh, shouting out friends that love us and listen to us. And I think, Justin, you've got someone that you want to shout out. We were just talking about him the other day and how much he loves us. Since we're doing shout outs, I'd like to shout out to my friend LaVon in Georgia. He is awesome and he has been listening and he does not play D&D at all and he he listens to us and he gets it and he loves it and he thinks it's funny so I hope you find it funny my husband is so awkward (laughs) I am I know it sweet well thank you all again for listening we can't thank you enough so until next time bye 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 Bye. 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 Bye.